0: Back, welcome back to another season of Stalking Spurs 40-ish minutes of football adjacent frivolity. You are here with me, Patty, and my co-host Acid. Acid, how hey. are you? Welcome back.
1: Yeah, oh, so good. So good to kick off season four of Stalking Spurs.
0: This is insane. We're going to do a bit of a different format for you guys this season. Because, I don't know, supposedly we talk about football. So first off, (laughs) football, we'd like to welcome back, though. Some things change, but some things don't, including the loyalty and the kumbayaness of our football correspondent, Toby, how are you?
2: So well. What a time to be alive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have had a pretty intense preseason with games in korea which we didn't even get to cover because it's just been a lot quante still with us we've had some new transfers which we'll get to at some point in some other pod but today today as we kick this off i think you just gotta address guys three games seven points what the fuck
1: Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. So just for context, we're recording this uh, after the full-time whistle of the the home game against Wolves. And we all saw it. I don't (laughs) think anyone will say that it is our most spectacular performance. But we managed to get three points out of it. I feel like I could say almost exactly the same thing about last week's game against Chelsea. Also not our best day, but we managed to squeeze out a point what? How are we? How are we feeling? What are we thinking?
2: I think even just to jump backwards to the the summer and the the summer of signings, and I think all of the media was incredibly excited about what Tottenham was doing, and I think expectations coming into the season have been sky high uh, since we were powerful last season, and we only added to what is already a great squad. So, I mean, and I was fully in Conte. We trust with with all the signings, like. Even with Charleston, who I think nobody has loved before, but that's partly a product of him being a great Premier League player. Like, he gets under defender skins. He's he's an asshole in the best way. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's primed and ready for the Premier League because, you know, he's a big, strong guy and he you know he just knows the league well, I think so. Yeah, I think that was a great signing. Perisic, obviously, yes. hugely experienced. We always need a lot of that. And But then further further to that, to start the season with all of these big signings on the bench, I think is a really, really nice signal because it shows that we have confidence in the players that we have and the people that we signed is for depth more than anything um when we get started in the Champions League and in the domestic cups as well. So I think it's a really positive start, even before the, the first whistle was a really nice way to start the season.
1: Yeah. And can I just say that I feel like they've they've kind of integrated seamlessly. I don't know. When when they when they announced Richarlison, I remember like we kind of looked at each other and we're like, what what's happening to our team? Mm. Why are we why are we getting like the someone who's in the top five biggest assholes? In the- <laughs> in the premier league and why why are we trying to shoehorn him into our super good boy squad but i feel like he's he's seamlessly like one of the and we're going to get to this later but like uh his tiktok presence so far on spurs official <laughs> has been really charming like he's like he's vibing with Sonny, he's smiling more than i've ever seen him smile before so and yeah
2: yeah, absolutely. Good. And I think it works both ways. And in, in none of this, do we presume he's an aff- asshole off the pitch. We're sure he's a lovely guy. We were talking about <laughs> yeah. on-field antics and, you know, really battling. Yes. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. To be to be clear, this is not a judgment
2: on, his, on think, him as a
1: person. Yeah,
2: but I think we all saw him with the blonde hair in the white shirt. And we're like, OK, yeah, this this looks good. And I think it's going to work. So I think yeah. that that was really good.
1: He's adding something we need. He's bringing Definitely. something we need. and
2: I think we're feeding off that that energy as well. I mean, if you in the Chelsea game and a little bit today as well, like mm. we are looking feisty, we're looking fighty, we're looking scratching and, and you know biting and hair pulling type of football. <laughs> so it's looking good. I mean,
0: not even our players are doing it; it's our managers doing it. But more on that later. Sonny is like, I guess, like a litmus test. If you don't get along with him, you're the asshole. And so seeing Rick Carlson vibe with this guy and just seeing him on like Lucas Moura's stories, obviously the Brazilians like all doing like a gospel band. Like, I don't know what was happening. It was like a karaoke kind of thing. I showed acid. I was like, what is happening? I like it. Going backwards, let's give him that Wolves is freshest in our minds, not our most stellar game. I remember though the last one of the last times he played Wolves, Jan was still there with their in the rain, right? And I felt actually oh, like really yes. intimidated. I, I until now I remember that feeling um of Jan yes. doing the header and Yes, Torre I still have of... that
1: gif on my desktop of him celebrating in the, like knee sliding in the rain alongside the rain. Sanchez.
0: Yeah. It's a hot celebration I have to say, but what I'm trying to dig up here is that I was really scared of Wolves at that time and today i didn't have the fear in me i was more annoyed in the first half until of course we get i mean sir harry kane giving us the most goals scored ever by anybody for a single club in the premier league what what a man and and an assist by perisic like wow come on
2: yeah a great a great uh, corner on that on that effort from son to To find Parasic at the near post, beautiful flick on it, looked like a great prepared play. So, yeah, really smart way to crack down what had been a really determined defense from Wolves, I think. But then the the first half, I think, was unquestionably lackluster. It was not
1: good football.
2: We looked timid. I think Jermaine Genus on the broadcast was saying we looked leggy like we had played last night. So, uh, (laughs) that left a lot to be desired. And... Against some teams like Wolves is sort of known for possessing well, but not providing much of a goal threat. If we play like that against a Fulham or Brentford mm. or even a Nottingham Forest, like it's you're leaving yourself open up for mm. for disaster.
0: I mean, three points is three points, though, so I'll take it. I yeah. will take it. Yes. Moving backwards to the Derby, which honestly, I know it was overshadowed by the lovely off touchline <laughs> <laughs> antics. But we'll get into that more later. I don't care, guys. I feel like this, this to me, felt like the Liverpool draw of like, fuck. Like, I mean, at Stamford Bridge, our luck there hasn't been fantastic. And yet, and yet, and yet, Hoy from an assist from... Ben Davis, Benny Boo, we love you. Newly married man, neither here nor there. But super happy about that. (laughs) At the 68th minute. And then, of course, this is just to equalize um, from Kulibaly. And then all the tactics on the field. Everybody pulling hair, knocking each other out. Reese James comes back at 77th minute. And then, once again, Sir Harry Kane. 90th minute, plus six, overtime. Perisic assist again. I mean, I'm not trying to get under Sunny's skin, but Sunny. Sunny. There's a new duo in town. It seems to be a Harry Ivan bestie sitch. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad, Sunny, but step up. Just kidding, Sunny. We love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess yeah. We we yeah. We totally lo- love Sun. This is this is practically stalking Sun in this podcast. <laughs> if we're honest about it. But yeah, yeah. If we are being honest about it, I think I think his his perfect. It's only been three games. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can you can mm-hmm. sense in my voice how much I'm hesitating to say this. But his performances have not been like the usual Sunny performances that we're used to to be fair he had an assist in the first game Mm. but since then actually even in that game it's felt like hey uh, Sunny start your season start your season
0: it's not for a lack of trying either you see a lot of he's he's been trying he's really been trying it just keeps getting like deflected and I I always feel for like the you know that shot of him when he misses and it's like oh like really, like this anguish on yeah, his face, yeah. and he I cares. Feel for he him. Cares. He does care, and he's trying. So yeah, but but Tito Ivan is is trying harder. So step up, anyway. Um, but <laughs> Toby, what are your thoughts apart from the drama of that Chelsea game? Because oh my God, Stamford Bridge! I get the heebie-jeebies whenever you go.
2: Yeah, I mean absolutely. Like it's it maybe defeatist to say, but a draw is a win at Stamford Bridge, and always will be. It's a, it's a difficult place for us to play. And I think the main difference, as as we've seen when they came to our house, I think it was last year or, or two ago, but and they just came and pushed us around. So they they lacked that on this outing. And I think Rudiger was missed in a big way because, I mean, there was a lot of talk about how they dominated the midfield with Conte and Jorginho, but they slipped up multiple times in their final third and they can moan about Anthony Taylor's until, <laughs> until they're blue in the face. I mean, but... That wasn't, I don't think, the difference maker when it came down to it. The difference maker was Jorginho giving the ball away in his own box and just, like, losing focus on a set piece and leaving Harry unmarked. Like, those are defensive errors that they need to fix that bad refereeing doesn't really impact. So I thought we just had great resilience and uh, great perseverance. I think Richarlison came on and uh, was really positive and really changed the tempo of the game. So, yeah, it was a huge, huge point for us and I think really sets us up in the right direction
0: it's just insane because all that well effort i guess for a point but i'll take that point because yes. sometimes like bad refereeing also goes our way and i hate like all this banter yeah. online of like oh we never want him to referee us again shut the fuck up like that's how it goes <laughs> right like <laughs> sorry like they the didn't see it like, of losers yeah like sorry the calls went our way this time like it's just karma it comes around we'll get bitten in the karma ass as well from, like, bad refereeing at some point. And then we'll just have to remember, oh, yeah, things went well for us at this game. So, you know, it all balances out. But really, Mm -hmm. before we end this, I just have to bring up, because it was a crazy season opener against Southampton. 1-4. Yes, it was a shock to the senses having Ward-Prowse at the 12th minute. And, yeah, we got a quasi-freebie from Salisu. (laughs) Thank you for that (laughs) own goal. But still our first goal of the season from Sess Ryan Sassanian on the 21st minute from a Kulu, we love Kulu, assist. Dyer, having, not having scored for years at the uh-huh. 31st minute with a sunny assist. Actually, you know what, Kane? You can have Perisic. I don't mind a dyer Sun duo. Just saying. And then finally at the yeah. end, Kulu at the 63rd minute with an Emerson Royale assist. And Emerson was trying. Bisuma was trying. That was like a wild game offensively. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That must be the omen for the future of all
3: games.
1: Yeah, yeah totally. Like, uh, when when Cessignon scored, I think, like, I remember how, you know, before kickoff, some Twitter accounts, like the the Lily White Spurs, the LGBTQ, like, official supporters club, uh, has this, this tweet about, hey, if you can guess who the first scorer is... Then you win something, you win this <laughs> game. And I, I like immediately thought of that. And I was like, for sure, if I check this, no one has guessed. Yeah. <laughs> as anyone. And same thing when Dyer scored after. I'm like, nobody, nobody's expecting these two scorers. So I just felt so happy at the end of the game that we we won in such a dominant way. And mm. none of the goal scorers are the usual suspects, mm. I guess, except for, except for Kulu but i thought that that was such a such a great way to start the season. It's kind of like a terrifying warning shot to all other clubs that we're going to face that like you guys come in thinking you have to worry about Harry and son, but check this out. Check out our to, to, to like i'm i'm not even going to say borrow. I'm going to like just take this word. Look at our like Arsenal
0: of firepower. <laughs> we own that word now you jerks. We can. you we take it. We take it. We're co-opting it now. Yeah. Toby, how are you Yeah, feeling? I think
2: shout out to Kyle Walker-Peter as well. He yes. played a terrific game, plays with a lot of heart. Always love seeing him play, to be yeah. honest. It was a great battle between him and, and, and y'all battle of the um, battle of the wingbacks there. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really nice game. It was really good to watch, a, a bit unlike today, which was a bit mm. um, bits, you know stodgy as a game. Mm. But the Southampton one was really fun to watch. It was, it was.
0: I mean you can't have it all. It gave me time to scroll through our TikTok, which we'll talk about later. But before we move on to, you know, the meat of the episode, we will be facing as Acid has so lovely copywritten all the hams, Nottingham, Forest Away, West Ham, away and full ham at home. I think we're gonna ham it up. Let's let's do this. What are nice. you guys scoreline predictions? Nice
1: um you know what maximum points
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs>
1: sorry hams but you know what we're gonna have a we're gonna morning. eat this ham sandwich lunch of yours and we're gonna walk to me i think we're gonna walk away with three points welcome to the premier league nottingham forest <laughs> those points are ours
2: <laughs> yeah I th- I'm, I'm optimistic about this lineup i think that they're they're teams we can definitely face like in uh you know, put up a good battle. I think West Ham's had a disappointing start to the season. I think their fans will be a bit upset about how it's going. But, uh, yeah, Fulham's a nice attacking side, so that should be fun to watch. But, yeah, I, I think nine points. What I about you, it.
0: Patty? What are your I predictions? I I just, because this is the auntie and me, I know that Ham is, like, a slang, like, um, meaning thing, so I looked it up on Urban Dictionary quickly. And Ham actually can stand for hard-ass motherfucker, like, bleep that out. I know all the expletives, but it's gonna be our hams versus their hams, and we will be the dominant hams. I'm gonna eat some bacon <laughs> as you <we> watch <laughs> these games because all the fucking hams, we will be the hard ass motherfuckers that's gonna get full maximum points. Let's go! Come on, you spurs!
2: <laughs> Come
1: on, Ham? <Tottenham. laughs>
0: that's true!
1: It's oh, ham! Yeah, we hams! Ham. We are hams as oh, well! My
2: God.
0: We are the, the ham I supreme! Yeah, we are it's like Hamon. Like, what's like the Hamon? Iberico. Like, I think that's like the best ham, right? Iberico ham. <laughs> anyway, we will yes. sample. Next episode, we're going to sample some hams as we record and watch these lovely ham games because we will be hamming it up. All right. Toby, thank you so much for joining us again. We're so excited to have you this season could it be the season, guys? Could it be the season? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Top.
1: Yeah.
2: Top of the table. Stop the count.
0: <laughs> Screenshot that bitch. We were top of the table after our first game. We're top of the table after our third game. I'll take it. Every other game, top of the table. I don't mind. Let's do that. Let's go. An odd number of games. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys.
2: <laughs> cool.
0: See you, Thank you Toby. soon. We'll be back after the break.
1: Welcome back to Stalking Spurs. So now that we have football out of the way, <laughs> we're now free to talk about the stuff we actually really want to super get into. Not to, not to play down on pitch performances. No, we no. love that too. But honestly, what we love to talk about on this pod for new listeners is the stuff that happens around it. So in this episode, there are two, I guess, two general areas we really, really want to like like sink our teeth into. And the first one, we want to talk about our changing culture and Conte's role in it. And mm-hmm. this new, I guess, this new Antonio and aggressivity kind of theme that we have going. Um, after that, we want to lean into our tita hood. We want to, I guess, explore this new universe of Soch on TikTok. So it's this, this segment that might just be this one-off. We don't know. It might be a running thing this season. Maybe. But it's a segment we're calling Titas on TikTok. And of course, at the end of that, it's really, it's the reason we, we do this. It's the reason you're yes. all here. We're going to yes. go through Spurs' BB of the Week. But first, the culture of Conte. We, we talked about the last few performances, but I think one of the newsier things <laughs> is this aggression, or sorry, I'm using the wrong word here, the aggressivity, (laughs) quote-unquote, that Conte is bringing. And I want to draw our attention to this Instagram story that Antonio posted right after the Chelsea game. He says, lucky I didn't see you, making you trip over would have been well-deserved. There's no ambiguity there. There's no ambiguity in this text. And he posts it, in case you don't know what he's talking about, he posts it with an image of Tuchel running past him. <laughs> this is not open to interpretation. This is clear.
0: As if this is wild. Like It's wild. Okay, we came from Pochettino that did not have an Instagram presence. To Mourinho no. who was forced to have an Instagram presence because of like SpawnCon. To the uncle, like Antonio Conte. A man I did not think was savvy on social is fucking calling people out and telling them, I would have fucked you up if I saw you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know this is this is crazy behavior and I don't know. Like, we're gonna talk about our feelings around this. So in the Jose era he vowed to turn our boys into the seaward. And that I remember when that happened that worried us because yeah. the Spurs core brand value is wholesome, humble, mm-hmm. happy, good boys. Mm-hmm. We were a team trained by Pochettino to shake hands with every teammate and every staff member every morning when they arrived. That was the level of, like, politeness. It was a team shaped by Poch in his wholesome image, right?
0: And, and that's the Spurs I grew to love. Like, that's yeah. why I was so endeared to them, because they didn't feel like thugs. They didn't feel like hoodlums. They felt like these, like, I don't know, good boys. But do good boys finish last, I said, Do they? Do they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it seems like good boys finish fourth, <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> no, no shade to Poch. We love him so much. And like, Jose really tried. He was trying to make them C-words. I'm just saying cunts, just in case you forgot what the word was. But where Jose failed, it seems like Antonio is succeeding. Not necessarily to really turn them into assholes, but we're really coming into our own as like quanta boys. Like, We're not taking shit on the pitch. We're not afraid to shit house when it's called for. I mean, come on, Kati Romero is like, I don't know, like his heir apparent. And again, Lamelibu would be proud. But like we're so aggressive. Sorry, sorry. The aggressivity that we are showing is there. We're, We're being tough. We are again taking, take it from like, you know, lead, you know, when they say like it comes from the top. Like, if your coach is shit posting on Instagram stories after a game, like, again, I can't believe this was real, but, like, holy shit, this is, like, this is war. We are just...
1: Guns blazing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, yeah, Lamelli would be proud. And I wish she was around for this because I think this would be an environment he'd really flourish in and he might even, like unlock and un- like a new level of
0: boss l- level
1: yeah but yeah, so I'm just, i can't help but like think of or, or notice the difference like when jose tried to instill this in us we felt hesitant now mm. that conte is instilling it and really really well like i, I don't personally feel like i don't know like the, i don't feel the same like i, I don't have that same concern of mm. are we are we losing our core brand values you know <laughs>
0: To be fair, like, Poch's Botch, brand was really, like, good boy, good boy, good boy. Like, you know, we we you know we hold hands, kumbaya. We were polite, we're respectful. And kudos, that that brought us all the way to the Champions League finals, never forget. So it's not like it doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? And I know that Jose had this really strong brand of, like, you know, I'm the best. I'm the special one. But I didn't know much about Antonio coming in. And I really didn't know about his style. I know that he won silverware and that was the important part but I did know that he would like almost get into an aneurysm at the at the pitch at the touchline and honestly I was really like scared whenever like I see him like we've said this before I'm gonna say it again yeah. like he needs to calm down and I think the Tuchel uh, showdown at touchline where they both got red cards and apparently that means nothing now because they still both showed up at the next game I'm interested to see where this is going because it is bringing results I'd like to think our core values are still instilled in us. I'm hoping at the very least. And honestly, every change is the only constant, right? I guess. And it's very weird seeing all these new guys. Like I was going through, you know, everyone's Instagrams and I was looking at the first team page and all these new guys that I'm both hesitant but excited to get to know and see. And he's one guy and yeah, he's the manager, I guess we're still like the sum of our parts, right? So I'm yeah. I'm 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 curious to see. And he hasn't really put in like all the new boys as our starting eleven, right? Like what we yeah. mentioned earlier. We're still sticking to our oldies but goodies and instead have like added depth. So I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that this is just an an you know, the next step in like uh you know when Pokemons like, you know, evolve. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, this is just
0: our next evolution, but it's still pretty much who we are. And
3: yeah, yeah I, I hope so too. I'm yeah, I'm excited. I feel like there's I'm hoping that there's this like consciousness about when to deploy this aggressivity, and that it's it's only when it when we really need it, and when it it's like called for, and it's not something that we just kind of default to mindlessly. And I'm hopeful that our core values of this happy, wholesome. Hardworking, good boys is still is still here, but yeah, we'll see. I think I think signs that that that's changing is like if like someone gets a face tattoo and shames his dad, or or we start to hear reports of Harry like kind of trashing a bar or something. not this all. but like if we start to see it on Daily Mail, Harry Kane thrashes a bar, yeah. So, but I I don't foresee that happening. I think I think our core values are the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still like, I guess, I guess, like looking at the mix of new and old players, and you know, I guess default wholesome to slightly bad boy. We did have slightly bad boys before, although it was Toby and Eric Lamella who were like fathers of like cute yeah. kids. So they can't really, like, they just look like bad boys, but like, yeah, like with the, you know, the, the arm sleeves tattoos. But anyway. I'm hopeful and I'm really hopeful because I, if you listen to my other um, podcast, uh, it, it involves homework. I like this thing called height differential and it's basically tiny girl like me at five feet and a half and the difference it would have with anybody. So yeah. on Reddit, I just saw this post that I share with Acid that said it was a post by... Dino Apolis 27, two days ago, and he said Antonio Conte is really building a team of big lads. And he for- posted a graphic from The Athletic that basically shows the average height of every 22 23 Premier League squad. And guess who's again top of the fucking table? It's us at 1.85, followed by Newcastle United and Everton FC at 1.84. So, wow. What we're a fucking tall team now. I mean, I love it. I love height differentials. I'm a tiny girl, and this is yes, 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 yes. Who did we get that? Uh, I guess skewed us upwards, but yeah, who
3: did? I guess Misuma.
0: Misuma looks tall, um, or he looks. I'm long. sure the goalkeeper is called Foster. Call. Yeah, Fraser Forrester. Like again, oh. I don't know who these people are. I love it. I saw this guy named like Langlet Langley because he's French. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, none of them seem to be dads. So I'm a bit disappointed because. Mm, Perisic is. We'll see. We'll talk about more of him later. Uh, yes. Yeah. He told yeah, boys. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's go. That. All
3: the better to push teams around with.
0: <laughs> oh, acid. Anyway, Antonio Conte, we've always, if you guys have been listening, you know we have always been on Team Antonio. We have never doubted him. <laughs> <laughs> we've never called him Frollo. <laughs> we have never called him Frollo. Who are the? Who is that? Who would call him Frollo? Team... Team Antonio, Team Aggressivity. Antonio and Aggressivity, we are so excited to see the rest of the season. All right, acid. let's bring out our uh, reading glasses. And, uh... Oh, my God, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> reading glasses, the, the bifocals, and kind of squint down to wear glasses at our phones that we are holding at arm's length. <laughs> where's, where's TikTok again? I keep forgetting where I keep that app. What's the logo of this app? Ah, uh, there because it's a it's an unintuitive logo it's a it's a musical note mm. <laughs> okay so follow along everyone open your tiktok if you have it <laughs> i only officially had it a few weeks ago <laughs> um, so join us on our journey of discovery <laughs> as we I uh, guess find out what's on tiktok with the spurs is on tiktok we should probably be there as well you know, expand our stalking into this new territory.
0: Of course, we gotta be so, we gotta be where the kids are.
3: Gotta be where the kids are. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? A, like, this is what an entire generation away from us. Yeah. So anyway, let's start. Let's start with a familiar, or as familiar as it can get, on this entirely new platform. Check out the Spurs official TikTok. Sure. So at, yeah, at at first glance, this is all looking. In some ways, similar to the content that we mm. see, you know, on the old person platform, which is Instagram. <laughs> so there's there's a thing that we love. So if you followed this pod throughout our four seasons, you know that whenever they, they release the a Day video on YouTube, we are all over it and we mm. break down those eight minute videos like crazy in extreme detail. And I guess this is now the TikTok evolution of it, where it's compressed mm. into one minute, which I like. I don't hate. I like it, but I kind of miss all of the like time filler stuff where you can kind of watch them standing in line waiting for their turn to have their photo taken and the interactions that happen in those moments, right?
0: I, I do miss it. I am an official like Tita. I, I really am not on TikTok because I'm afraid I'll be addicted. Let's be real. So I rely on my friend Macy to just send me TikTok videos and my brother Pio, to send me TikTok videos and my algorithm is based on their combined recommendations. So diving into this first TikTok, it's like it's such an old person thing to do me to look for their account, right? Yeah, you searching. <laughs> yeah. And it's
3: like I guess if maybe this isn't a surprise, but most of this content is funny. <laughs> As creators of content ourselves, we know that anything Sunny related drives engagement, and it seems like they're really leaning into this. There's a video of Sunny and Charleston, and which is really, mean. Mean. it's It's such a cute video, it's so cute and wholesome. We have like a thousand other videos of Sunny arriving at games. Yeah, it's just, it's mostly, it, it really is mostly Sunny or Sunny adjacent, Sunny related.
0: And. I don't blame them. I don't know if the demographics like of fans of Sunny are on TikTok, but I, I assume so. And I guess it's working. Like I was just looking at like the number of views. So what I've heard, <laughs> this is not me being knowledgeable about TikTok. Okay, so what I've heard about this is that, again, it's not necessarily about following accounts, but you just go on the For You page, also known as hashtag FYP supposedly i don't know anyway and in that for you page based on all these signals that you do whether you watch a video through you like it you share it you save it etc etc the algorithm then tells you what you kind of like or you know and then it recommends it to you so i as the adult in this room actually go to the uh follow tab instead the more hidden tab of the people i follow which is such a instagram behavior but anyway here i am so acid and i went through both the follows and the likes of other um, Premier League teams. And in terms of followers, so again, not the metric TikTok is necessarily judging success by. (laughs) We actually top it. We have 19.4 million followers compared to others. I think our nearest rival would be... Manu manu Man manu Manu, yeah, with fourteen million, however, Manu tops the table in terms of likes. They have three hundred twenty four million likes, so that's that's a shit ton of likes, right? If you do likes as to like the ratio. we have one hundred thirty four million likes. we're like fourth. We come after so it's with one three, two four, Liverpool one four four, Man City one, three, nine, and then us. so not too bad, considering like those are like I guess the top brand named clubs, right? If you, if you yeah. look at, like, people in, like, your city, in terms of, like, the, the, the kit they're wearing, it's probably a Liverpool, Man City, yeah. or just saying, we're not doing too bad. Um, and I'm just going to be the petty bitch that does this. Uh, Arsenal has 2.2 million followers and 16.6 <laughs> million likes. So neither here nor there. Good job to the admin of yeah. Tottenham's TikTok. Because, wow, I know that the, these are not the metrics you are being judged on, but... Being the old person, you did it. You cultivated it's more than our IG following of 13.2 million. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. That's pretty insane. So, shit. I guess we got to be on this fucking social media platform. Ugh, I just called it a social media platform. Oh my God. I am an old person.
3: <laughs> what would
0: we call it otherwise? <laughs> like, what I have no clue. Guys, tell us. Tell us what this is because the Titas of TikTok need help. Anyway.
3: Yes, yeah, please it. let us know <laughs> at us on the old school platforms, Twitter and
0: instagram Fuck do we need a th- stockings Do we need a stockings for TikTok?
3: Uh, oh no. What are we gonna do? Know, with?
0: We're not gonna post anyway, guys. Guys, we're aunties I know we should be on it, but I just can't. I can't create content for TikTok, not yet. Let me immerse and myself. Yeah, I wouldn't even more. know
3: where to begin.
0: Yeah, I'd just be reposting stuff, which is like both lazy, but Doable, serviceable, yeah. okay, whatevs. We'll, we'd love yeah. to hear from you at us on the old people social media, Instagram and and Twitter, because that's where we are, and that's what I know what to do with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Okay. So apparently, for you is where it's at. The for you page. So if we navigate away from from our comfort zone and kind of just wait for the algorithm to show us stuff, here's what it throws up. I hate to, to start on something so sad, but okay. So here's one. This video, it's just it's just like it's cuts of Delhi throwing stuff on the ground in frustration, set to an extremely sad-sounding song called "Dandelions" by Ruth B. TikTok remix. And it just all happens with the words on the screen that say, "Where did it all go so wrong?" Honestly, this oh, video hurts to watch. I really, I, I don't, I am not sure I can I can tolerate this. I miss Delhi like, so much, and just knowing the news that he's been loaned away from yeah. Everton, the club in Turkey, makes me really sad. I don't, I don't want to see this. Like, let's scroll, guess, let's go. I don't like it.
0: as a palate cleanser for you. When I started scrolling after liking every single Tottenham TikTok post, I got this other deli post that's a little happier a little happier so delhi so on tiktok again for the aunties out there that i have to explain everything if you know it skip over this but if you don't i'm trying to explain a video on a podcast so you know this is neither here nor there but (laughs) so delhi apparently did a duet with someone a duet is when you are reposting someone else's post and adding content to it delhi did a duet with this guy that said that if you paint your nails If you manicure your nails as a guy, anything but clear, you're gay or something like that. And so then Deli's like, what? Like he does this like, you know, entire like showing his fingernails, having manicure on them, having a manicure, having like a nice like different colored nail colors. And then he stands up and he tags. There is a tag here of uh, another fellow TikToker who happens to be his girlfriend. Holy shit. One TikTok girlfriend reveal. I don't think Delhi has ever done a social media reveal of a girlfriend, but I'm so incredibly happy that he did this.
3: Not, and not to like, my knowledge.
0: Yeah. And there's this entire acting of like, babe, apparently I'm gay. You gotta go. Like, you gotta pack up your stuff. And then she's there in the kitchen cooking, and he's like, Leave the pasta though, but pack your bags. So he was trying to be funny. <laughs> and like the girl is also hot in a not just like I, I feel like she and Marta have that vibe of like TikTok influencer, but yeah. oh my god, Marta, we miss you. And it was just all around like, oh, Delhi! What a nice thing to see that he still like has humor. He really is the epitome of TikTok when TikTok was quite new. He was one of the first players to to get it, yeah. and, and he's he's quite native to the app. So good for good for Delhi. I'm happy I got a happier video on my my feed. But yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, thanks for the palate cleanser. Anyway, anyway, one last, one last. Okay. I just want to say. Supposedly, this this next TikTok is from an Arsenal fan, and they're just claiming in the caption that one thing we learned from the Spurs versus Chelsea game, dot, 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 Conte owns two shows. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. That's totally true. I'm just surprised that this commentary is coming from an Arsenal fan, because it's flattering to us.
0: Yeah,
3: I love it. So, not,
0: not all Arsenal fans, hashtag, not all fans.
3: Will this become a weekly roundup of stuff that that we are fed
0: for you for you Let's see. Let's see. I'm excited to spend a little more time on TikTok if it takes me away from Doom Scrolling Instagram because I've caught, I've gotten my Twitter like addiction under control. Now it's Instagram, so just one by one, and maybe I'm just transferring all my energies to TikTok and joining the youth, Gen Z, and the future, and the present, my goodness. But yeah, speaking of the future, guys, the future of the club, when we're back, BB of the week. Welcome back to Stalking Spurs. Guys, we've reached that part of the episode wherein... You know, we know, we all know. <laughs> the heart and soul of every Stockings Spurs episode is BB of the Week. Acid and I are the aunties of the club, and we just want to make sure every BB is represented. And so we dig, we follow the wags, we make sure that all BBs are represented. This is the diversity and inclusion of all cute babies. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how young you are. You're a fetus. You're going to be on this list. And it's been a while since we collected BB of the Week. So we definitely skipped a lot of the summer holidays, which honestly were super duper cute. They went on a lot of cute holiday pictures. But since we're back and we'll be back every couple of weeks now, you can trust us to serve you prime baby content. Starting off with Tito Ivan Perisic's daughter. Okay, guys. Ivan Perisic wow, is our new, yeah, our new player. I thought when he joined that he was... I'm was like, oh my god, this guy is so old. And then I looked, he's two years younger than me. What the fuck? <laughs> so here we are. It seems that he has two kids, Manuela and Leonardo Perisic. And they are quite cute. So our first photo and our first contribution to BB of the Week is a video post on Instagram because just like us, he is on Instagram, not on TikTok. Um, But it seems like his child will soon be on TikTok because she is so adorable. She's got skills. She's basically doing, I'm guessing this is like a dance or this is like something that's like popular in parts of the internet. She's, they seem to be at an outdoor restaurant and she is dancing to something like the hashtag is shave like a bomber i don't know what it is but she's gangster she's got a plate of spaghetti in front of her and she looks great she is feeling herself manuela she just turned eight and i want to be her best friend she has no like there is no you know when you were kids and they're like oh, you perform and then we felt like no i don't want to perform this kid wants to perform yeah. Get her on tiktok <laughs> yeah Get her on TikTok. I will follow her. Again, why will I follow her? She'll come up in my algo. God damn it. I'm so old.
3: Okay. <laughs> we're bringing our old, our Instagram habits into places where we don't
0: belong. <laughs> but yeah, Manuela Perisic, welcome to BB of the Week. You're so adorable. Oh, Leandro, she's super cute. Her brother Leandro in the back is giving her like tips on how to do the dance and she's just like, she's yeah. like, yeah, she's incorporating it. They are so cute. I love that there's like half-eaten spaghetti in front of them. I love it. She is such a badass. Amazing, super duper cute. Welcome, welcome.
3: Oh, uh, welcome! Uh, I'm so happy. I, I love it when we get new new transfers because then we get like a fresh, mm-hmm. fresh wells of content. So I'm, I'm more just more please bringing me joy and life. Moving on to even more cute baby of the week content. We're checking on the Hoibs, the Hoibs family, and there's a precious portrait that Josephine posts on her Instagram. Of of her and their their son was huge. Now oh wasn't goodness. he born like a yes. week ago or yes. something? But he's yes. huge. So there, this is like a holiday photo, and she has her arms around around her baby, and he's kind of lying down on her, and the length of their torsos almost matches up. <laughs> this is a huge right. baby, and he's two apparently. Yeah, if we translate, if we hit translate. Today, this beloved little game up turns two years. Happy birthday tutu. <laughs> right, this is like two going on seven or something. This is a large, this is a large child.
0: It's very large. I love it. Extra large. Super cute. More to love. More to love. Like I said, new boys, new babies, and... We've seen we haven't seen Cutty Romero this last game because he's got some injuries, but Cutie Romero is alive and well. Cutti posted this multi-story photo post on Instagram, the old person um in social media. He says, El mejor logro de mi vida, vi amor de papa, which translates to the best achievement of my life, daddy's love, and honestly, this baby is really, 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 really cute he is um being carried on the pitch there's one of him seated upright on a couch i guess this is somewhere in i don't know it seems like it's outdoors and like some and then in the car uh this car does not look like it can have a baby seat so um be careful but super duper cute (laughs) i really really want to see more of it and what's cute what's even cuter is that um giovanni giolo chelso comments with like heart eye emojis like seven of it and yeah obviously We want more of these cuties. Hermanito, what a cutie. I love him.
3: I love it. So, there, there are two things that I find hilarious on babies. One is uh, collared shirts, because <laughs> why? And the other thing is what we see in the first photo, like a neat part. <laughs> Look at this hair. It's so Super neatly cute. part. Why, why do you need that, a baby? Next, we check in on the Mora household. Uh, they love family photos. They really love family photos like I this. Can't, I can't give an exact number, but I feel like if you go to Lucas and Larry's Instagrams, you're going to find, in every row, you're going to find at least one posed family photo where the boys are sitting on their lap. And it's just, it's, it's another in a long line of this kind of photo. And it's, it's beautiful. I love to see it. It's very cute. They're very cute family. The caption says, my most precious access. I love you guys so much. Hashtag obrigado
0: Jesus. Thank you Jesus, indeed. Thank you Jesus for this cute family, and thank you for all these family photos. But also thank you Jesus for Daniela Reynad because honestly, she and Dao Sanchez have produced the cutest little mm. Salvi ever. Mm. Just so you guys know, last season we started um, something called Salvi Neck Watch. Um, basically, we are trying to locate or trying not to locate his neck. And success season four. Episode one, we still have not found his neck. The series of pictures from Daniela and Dao is captioned Save a photo. I don't know what that means. Peace sign, emoji of the camera. Love you, my prince. Salvador Sanchez is so cute. He is hamming it up in like an all white ensemble of like a shorts and white shorts and like this white, almost sleeveless, like hooded shirt, which is very 90s. I love it. And he's looking forward. He's so tall now, but again, No neck, like zero neck. And I am fully here for it. Never grow a neck, Salvi. We love you. We
3: love you. I also love the bravery of putting a toddler in an all white (laughs) outfit. This is the sign of a mom who does not,
2: who has helped
3: with the laundry. Yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly. (laughs) Or obviously unlimited funds to keep buying white outfits. Next, we have, ah, what a champ, Marine Lloris. Check out this photo. Also, obviously, a vacation photo. She's in a pool. She's hugging her two daughters, neither of which is baby age, but both of them are sucking their thumbs. It's just it's cute. She posts this with a hashtag, mom life, which is quite restrained, huh? This is restrained for Marie. Just one? Just one hashtag. She usually has about 32 different hashtags. She doesn't
0: have hashtag my family, hashtag my loves, hashtag London, hashtag summer hashtag whatever else
3: yeah so there's a clear a clear pivot in hashtag strategy here and i just want to say she tends to be an unsung hero but credit where it's due mm-hmm. she consistently she's gives consistent what the she, consistently she is so, gives
0: it. so consistent kids be more cooperative to your mom when she wants to post a photo we, we want this content But guys, there can only be one winner of BB of the Week. And this week's winner just so happens to be last season's champion. God damn it, Jan Vertonghen. Don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never stop. You are on a roll. He posts not one, but two photos. One is, again, a rival rival family photo to... Uh, Lucas Mora family of everybody on everyone's laps except they have three kids and now they're on a couch with such beautiful lighting it's like sepia tone like a summer there's a beautiful Lisbon summer I'm assuming um, well actually they're in Algarve sorry he geotagged it they're not in Lisbon <laughs> a beautiful Algarve summer captions it date night and it's the whole family and like just really cute they're enjoying themselves on vacation big smiles, big smiles from everyone. I love them so much. But then he did a twofer because he also posted Daddy Weekend with covering eyes emoji um, because I don't know how they survive, but it's three dads with the kids, no moms in sight and they are in Disneyland and yes, 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 yes. Jan, you are our hero. We love you. We miss you. Thank you for all this baby content. May it continue because congratulations. Ooh. You won this week's BB of the Week. But alas, we've reached the end of our first episode for our fourth season. What? Thank you guys for coming along all these seasons. We're so excited for the 2022-2023 season of the Premier League up ahead. We are still in the Champions League. We are top of the table at the Premier League. And who uh-huh. knows what other cup leagues we're going to fucking decimate. So we'll see you next time. But don't forget to follow oh. us on our socials at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and on Twitter. Again, old people. But... We're still there. And we'd love it if you commented on what you want to hear. Uh, how? What do you want us to cover this season? We, we can do mailbags. We're open to it. Any burning questions, we're here to answer them. And yeah, let's go. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. See you guys next time on Stocking Spurs.
3: Dancing on the pod. <laughs> Would you guess,